Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Willie Jolly here on the Willie Jolly Show. I'm so excited about having you to be a part of this show, having you listen in and listen to this, this time we have with the best and the brightest around the world. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to be on with you again. I'm so excited. And I thank you for listening in and taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Well, you know, I do it every week and I'll do it again this week. I start this show the same way. I give God all the glory. I give him the praise. I give him the honor because he's worthy of the praise. And I'm grateful for what he has done. Not just the radio show, not the television shows, not the books, not the speaking, but what he has done with my life. You know, just giving me life. Every day I get up, I'm grateful for another opportunity. Another opportunity to just give God glory for what he has given me in terms of life. Because life is perfect. No, no, you know I'm telling you a story there. I'm not telling you the truth. Life is not perfect. No, life does not have to be perfect to be wonderful. Even with the challenges, the changes, the difficulties, the heartaches, the heartbreaks, life does not have to be perfect to be wonderful. You just have to have a positive attitude, a positive outlook, positive inlook, and a positive outlook. You have to just make a decision that no matter what the challenges are, you've got another shot. You've got another choice. So God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your lives. And with this show, we hope you're doing something great and magnificent every week. And I'm so thankful for the emails I'm getting from people saying, I started a company. I'm starting my book. You, you got me to get off the dime on some of the things I've been talking about doing. We're moving to another level. We're, we're, we're starting some new activities. We're spending more time with our children. Our marriages are healed. These are the things I'm so excited because we talk about wealthy ways. And wealth is not just financial wealth, but more importantly, relationship wealth, family wealth. Spiritual wealth, health wealth, 
So we are trying to get you wealthy in many ways, and I'm grateful for the guests who were able to come and inspire you. They inspire me. So we're grateful. Again, uh, for those who are first-timers, welcome, and I'm hoping you will go. I'm hoping you will go get my brand-new book. Just came out a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago now, called Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks, and we're excited about the fact it's already starting to hit the bestsellers list, and I want you to go get a copy, and then I want you to copy, copy, a couple copies, one for you and one for somebody who's going through something tough and some challenge, and tell your friends about it because I found the reason people buy books primarily is because of recommendations from others. That someone will say, this is something you need to read. And I encourage you to tell your friends after you've read it. We've had so many people do that, and I'm grateful. I've got a guest today who's going to blow your socks away. I'm telling you right now, blow your socks away. And you all know this gentleman. This is not somebody who is a uh, stranger to anybody who's listening. No, I know this. This is one of our superstars, one of our uh, 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 superstars in our community. He is from Washington, D.C. He graduated a, a degree in American government from Harvard University, and he was a three-time All-American Ivy League basketball player. And then he went on, though, to do something bigger and better. He, he is slam dunking, not on the basketball court, but in the television field. You see him every Sunday during football season on the Fox Network, Fox NFL Network. He's been with CBS Sports. He's been with all of the great sports uh, organizations, and now he's at Fox, and he's the head lead anchor, Fox Sunday News, NFL Sunday. You know him. He's the author of a brand-new book called Roll of a Lifetime, Reflections on Faith, Family, and Significant Living. I love that. My friend, my brother, James Brown. JB, how you doing, buddy? Willie Jolly, good to be with you. And uh, I'm thrilled to be in the pew listening to you deliver the sermon right now. So I'm going to just give you a big amen. <laughs> amen. Well, I am just grateful that you are able to do uh, uh, this interview because, man, you are busy as a bee. I mean, you are a busy man. Last night, I was with JB at the Urban League, the Washington Urban League. He was on it as, uh, as one of the extraordinary contributors in the field of sports and and a invaluable supporter in the city of Washington for his humanitarian work. He's been given the Washington Football's Legend 2010 George Michaels Award winner. He's the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives uh, 2010 Community Service Award. And Sports Illustrated named him the best studio host of the decade. Good God almighty. But his real award, let me tell y'all folks what his real award is, is them two grandbabies <laughs> who call him Pop. No question. Pop, Pop. <laughs> you know, he loves classic cars, and he's an ordained minister, and he gives God the glory. Last night, uh, let me tell you, uh, JB, what I said to my wife, <clears throat> excuse me, when I got home last night. I said, uh, we, I saw JB there. She said, oh, great, y'all are going to be on the show. I said, let me tell you what, what inspires me and impresses me most about JB, how humble, how truly humble he is. Not not fake humility, humanly uh, clear humility and gratitude. I am so impressed and inspired by that. So I'm just glad to have you on and ha glad to have you as a friend, brother. Wow, you know what? That's a real tribute to uh, to my mother. God bless her uh, for uh, the way she raised the five of us. My dad set the tone. He, uh, as you already know, Willie, uh, worked two and three jobs to provide mom with the ability, because she always wanted to be an excellent homemaker, to uh, raise her five kids, their five kids, and mom set the tone. So it was her example that we've been following, not only in terms of a pursuit of excellence and having a spirit of excellence, which you obviously are manifesting in your life, uh, but also to make certain that we are esteeming others uh, above ourselves as we go about doing what we do. So uh, uh, let me tell you, I had some great role models, and I'm very thankful, very blessed for that. Oh, well, you have talked about them in the book, and this is a fabulous book. Folks, you know, I said earlier that uh, the reason people buy books is because other people have read them and, and recommend them. I'm recommending this book. I've read this book. I read this book and went through it with a pen and a pencil and thought it notating what I learned through it. Not just about basketball, not just about uh, football, not just about television successes. No, about a comeback spirit turning setbacks into comebacks, about a great faith, a great 
regard for family, a uh, a way to put his mother on a pedestal. And many of you've read my books. Know I talk about my mom like he talks. He talks about his mama like I talk about my mama. And and then, but a humility and a, a willingness to give God glory throughout and teaching points. There's so many teaching points, and we're going to go through these today. And we're going to talk about how these teaching points can help you to to find out what your dream is, what your goal is, what what you're trying to overcome, and how to do it in the midst of disappointments, this this uh, uh, discouragement, despair, uh, uh, also diseases, and, 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 and some of those diseases, not physical disease, spiritual disease, and people who are hurting. This book will help you to get through these tough times. I'm telling you, this is a book you're going to want for your family, your friends, your church members. Every library should have this book because it will inspire you. And I'm just grateful. Uh, JB, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about... Uh, how you started with the Matha High School, how you were a all-star there and your time with uh, Morgan Wooten, and then how you went on and got a uh, scholarship to Harvard University, and then some of the setbacks you had along the path getting to where you are today. This is an incredible story, folks. So you call Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. Tell them to turn on the radio. Willie Jolly's on, and I got my friend, JB on, and we're going to talk about how you can turn your setbacks into incredible comebacks. Stay tuned, because we got more to come. You know for sure, the best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. the truth. It's by your faith. Your faith will empower you, inspire you. It's your faith. Your faith will keep you going when nothing else can keep you going. It's your faith. 
That's music from my Money Making Music and Motivation CD. If you don't have a copy, go to my website, willyjolly.com. Get a copy or just download it right off the website onto your iPod. It will empower you and inspire you. I love that song, and there's two parts to it. You hear the first part, but the second part is, is me talking to you about faith and how God can change your life, turn your life upside down, and put your feet, as they say, on solid ground. But you've got a job to do part of it, too. And that's why I wanted to have the, the guest I have today. The foreword of the book is written by Tony Dungy. The book is called James Brown, Role of a Lifetime, Reflections on Faith, Family, and Significant Living. And let me read something to you folks that, that really inspired me uh, when I read this book, that it inspired me and, and encouraged me. He talks about the, a number of points in, uh, and how he these things. One of these points was, he said, I see my co-workers not as competitors, but as allies and friends together in the midst of a cause greater than ourselves. I see the strains my superiors were under. As a result, we was I was able to do more to support their efforts. And if they could be successful, then in time I would be successful. He has a, a mindset of putting others first. And that's that's really uh, the, the, the message I want to share with people. You know, I shared with you some weeks ago, I spoke in Topeka at the Martin Luther King celebration and how MLK said that greatness among us is one who is willing to be the greatest servant. You don't have to know about Aristotle and Plato. You don't have to know how the verb and subject agree. You don't have to have a college education. don't have to have a big house, a big car. But you just have to have a heart of grace and a willingness to serve and help others. And that is what our guest today does. JB has become successful because he has a heart of grace and a willingness to serve others. And I'm grateful to have him as a friend and have him on. JB, thank you for taking time out to be with us. Well, indeed, my pleasure. Now, let's talk about this story, man, because you've got quite a story. And, and it was inspiring. You were a local phenomenon in basketball here in Washington, D.C. And you went to DeMatha under the tutelage of Coach uh, Morgan Wooten, and you were a big six foot five, six foot six guy, and you got uh, all the three times uh, success stories in the Washington Post and All Star, and then you got a scholarship to go to Harvard University, Harvard, and you played basketball there. Tell us the rest of the story. Well, you know, and, and a lot of that just comes, I just want to point that the foundation from all of that uh, was encouragement from my mother and father, uh, who both went home to be with the Lord. My father many years ago, back in 1977, and my mom just three years ago, uh, last June. But the foundation was set by them, Willie, and I mentioned early that they uh, instilled in us a spirit of excellence. Uh, they had us believe that there could be nothing to stop us if we made up our minds to go and grab the gold ring, uh, if you will. And they certainly showed us by the example of their lives. I'm, I'm fond of saying that my mother and father, while they were high school graduates with high school diplomas, they had PhDs in common sense and drive and determination and not having us accept any excuses for being unsuccessful. Because as you've heard all the expressions before, you know, success is, you know, 98% perspiration you know, and the other bit, inspiration. So the point is, they told us we could do whatever we wanted to do. And I found that out in terms of the kind of success that I enjoyed basketball-wise, learning all the right fundamentals, working hard to internalize those fundamentals, having a good crossover dribble, being a good rebounder, tough defensive player, being a good team-oriented player, those kinds of things. And I found out that a lot of the lessons we learned on the basketball floor in a team sport carried over and translated very well into the game of life because all truth is parallel that which is true in the natural is true in the supernatural as well so if you apply those things and recognize what the fundamentals are for success no matter what the arena then you too can enjoy success as well well you you've done that and i'm gonna, I'm gonna I, you have some seven points that we're going to talk about a little later because i want to go into those but you you went to harvard and you graduated and one thing I love, the quote that you had in there, your parents told you, said, uh, you might not get the best grades in, in a discipline, but you can always get a great grade in your behavior and your, uh, your, uh, dis the way that you handle and carry yourself. 
your comportment, how you uh, handle yourself in, in, a, in a classroom setting. Uh, she said there was no excuse for not being a model citizen, not uh, for not being a good teammate, uh, for being uh, respectful and mindful of authority. And those things can carry you a long ways. It's amazing, Willie, to me, when I hear people, they'll say, if I greet a young lady, I don't care that she's 20, 25, 30 years younger than me. You know, I'm, I'm saying, yes, ma'am. That was the way we were raised. Uh, unfortunately, I had to go to a home-going service this morning for uh, one of the stalwarts in our old neighborhood where we grew up, and I'm telling you, the turnout was just amazing. Mrs. Jackson, Dorothy Jackson, known as Dolly, you would have thought it was a state funeral, uh, the eclectic turnout of so many people. And, 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 and if, if, if richness and value is determined by how much love you pass out and the number of people that you touch, she was blessed beyond measure simply because of the love that she showed people. And those are the kind of people that we grew up around. That was the neighborhood that we grew up in, in terms of, you know, yes or no, sir. I was telling the congregation there, I didn't even know Mrs. Jackson's first name, you know, that it was Dorothy, because the way we grew up, adults were always addressed as Mr. and Mrs. Jackson. That's it was right. yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. So I found out her first name today, and, and I mean, I lived in that neighborhood for 38 years. <laughs> that, that's, that's what my mother meant when she made that point, Willie. Yeah, so you, you, your mama did good, man. Your mama did good, and you were always uh, focused on that. Well, you uh, went on to uh, uh, go to Harvard, and you graduated, and you got drafted. And, you know, it, it, that, that's an interesting story uh, there because if I were to segment it, uh, high school represented a time when I put in a serious amount of work in and, and, and the foundation, laying the foundation to be an excellent basketball player and a good student. Um, and I enjoyed tremendous success, as you mentioned, as a two-time high school All-America, the high school player of the year in Washington, D.C., blessed to be recruited by every major college in the country. But I bought the lesson that my mother and father said, if you can – um, attain academic excellence, then you can write your ticket in the game of life because what you put between your ears, nobody can take away from you. So that's why I wanted to go to an excellent school that I could get into, and I was blessed to get into a Harvard, even though there were those who were far smarter, um, come from you know wealthier backgrounds. Again, the lesson that my mother and father said, nobody should outwork you. So I go to Harvard. Now, this is where things started to slip in terms of my basketball talent because Willie, one of the first lessons I learned, I got complacent there. Big man on campus, you know, everybody's, you know, you know, adoring me in the whole nine yards. And I didn't work as hard to stay on top as I did to get to the top. Hmm. So the seeds were being planted. Complacency, resting on one's laurels, and not putting in the time necessary. You know what? You, the, the, the word says, you know, you reap exactly what you sow. What you sow. You don't need to hear any new philosophy. The old stuff is true. You reap exactly what you sow. And because I didn't put the kind of time in necessary to sustain myself, my high school coach used to always tell us, as a player, you never stand still. You are either progressing or you're regressing. Well, the fact of the matter was, I was regressing. And even though I was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks, and I knew I had the talent to be able to play at the professional level, what came to pass, Willie, was the fact that you don't substitute four years of not working out by trying to make up for it over the course of a summer and putting in an awful lot of hard work because all those years that you didn't, they will come back to bite you. Mm, well, I love this quote. He he got cut from the basketball uh, team and they sent him home. He was a big man on campus and yet he got cut and he sulked for two weeks in the house. But there's a quote in here about rebound. It says, um, I had given I was given an opportunity to use and, and I didn't take advantage of it. I began to see it as my responsibility that I had to be a, recipi a recipient of the gifts and abilities, whether basketball-related or otherwise, to maximize them to their fullest for some purpose beyond myself. I was a steward of what had been given to me, and I was beginning to realize that I had not been a very good one up to that point. I emerged from my bedroom after two weeks, renewed and with a fresh commitment to my future, and I vowed that I would never, ever, ever allow this to happen again to me. Never again would I fail for a lack of preparation and effort over things that I could control. Never again would I fail on, to carry out the responsibilities that was mine to make the most of what had been given me. That was a seminal moment in my life and career. And folks, he learned that lesson, and we're going to tell the rest of the story.
because it's a great story and how you can learn, how you can make your setbacks into comebacks. You're listening to Willie Jolly. And I'm saying for sure, for sure, for sure that the best is yet to come. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. Yes, the sky is the limit. And it is, it, you can look, you can go as far as you want to go. You can do as much as you want to do. You can be what you want to be. You've got to have the faith and set high goals. High, high goals. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. You make the choice. And that you and God are, together, you become a majority. No matter what you're facing, no matter what, whatever's going on in your life, that you become a majority. But you got to have faith. And then you've got to do your part. See, we have to do our part. Scripture says, Asking you shall receive, seeking ye shall find, knocking the door will be open to you. For everyone that asks receives, everyone seeks, finds, and everyone knocks the door is open. Notice it says, if you do this action, then you'll get this blessing. Most people receive not because they ask not, they seek not, they knock not, and they wonder why not. You've got to do your part. You've got to work on your skill sets. You've got to work on being better, improving improving day by day, getting better every day. And that's what JB has taught us in this book. There, there, in the book, JB, there, uh, you call them the ingredients for successful living. I thought they were profound and powerful. I'm, I'm going to call one out to you. You kind of exp, uh, explain a little more, and then we'll try and get through all seven of them in this segment. Uh, first one is good communication skills. Rooted in Scripture, the Word says... Um uh, bad communications corrupts good manners. Uh, you know, that certainly hopefully will help to diffuse where a lot of people think that, you know, in order to be hip, you need to engage in a bunch of profanity. My pastor used to say he could locate where a person was by the kind of language that he uses. Good communication skills. Uh, people will make judgments about you. While it's wonderful to know that God looks on the heart, man looks on the outside. So it is important to have a good grasp of the king's English because people make judgments 
sentiments about you based on how you talk, the, de- the degree to which you are very intelligent in what you have to say. And anybody can master that, just having a good grasp of the King's English. And I'll never forget, when I broke into broadcasting, you know, I had an opportunity to work with some big-name broadcasters, uh, and I could have gotten a little upset at the, the way they were trying to characterize me, but the point was to let my uh, my grasp of my homework, my, my uh, range, if you will, uh, in the English language speak for itself in terms of doing the job on air. Well, you've done that wonderfully. Uh, next is appearance. Again, this really underscores the point that God looks on the inside at the heart, but man looks at the outside. People will make judgments about you before you even open your mouth based on how you look. Sometimes I'll use the trite example when talking to youngsters, saying if you're at a party and there's a young lady and you say, oh, gosh, there's a very handsome young man I like to get to meet. That's the guy I want to dance with. And all of a sudden that favorite song comes on and you think he's making his move over to extend his hand to ask you to dance. And all of a sudden a very poorly dressed, foul-smelling young man comes up. I mean, you can see the visible reaction on her face because of the, the appearance, the poor appearance. I learned early on, Willie, when I went to interview over at Xerox, when I got cut by the Atlanta Hawks, I went over as a ball player. Nobody told me about appropriate attire. I had a big old afro, thick sideburns, a velvet blue bow tie, plaid blue suit, thick stack heel shoes. I looked a mess. <laughs> and, the, and, and the executive from IBM came out. He's reading my resume. He says, guys, pretty good at resume. And he looked up and he saw me, and he turned to his assistant and said, well, where is James Brown? And I stood up and said, here I am. He called me into the back. And the only reason he read me the riot act is because he knew the, the college alum who sent me there for the interview. And he said, son, if I didn't know the person who sent you here, I would have taken you through a perfunctory interview and bounced you out of here in five minutes. I said, why? He says, why? Look at how you're dressed. You obviously don't understand the culture or the environment that you're in. Neat conservative, clean attire is always appropriate in the business environment. Man, that's a big one. I mean, JB, that's a big one. I want folks to understand that it's it's a incredibly important how you appear and how you you present yourself because your your parents will start to make a decision in people's minds and they'll start to brand you as soon as they see you. Uh, and the next one though is you know yeah, maybe unfair it might in the be. minds of those Willie as you well know because Willie, every time I see you, you are impeccably attired. Look, I grew up over in Southeast DC. You know, very modest means. I had one dress shirt, one pair of dress shoes. My mother taught me it was important to keep those things clean and neat. You don't have to have an extensive wardrobe, just have it looking clean and neat. But And it may be unfair, but understand the rules of the game are such that people will make a judgment about you based on how you look. You just have to make the determination, do I want to understand that and go and abide by that? Now, when you get to the point where you can run the show, if you want to change the rules, then so be it. But understand, in a business environment, Neat, clean attire is always appropriate. Without a question. Personal relationships. You know what? That speaks to being a good follower uh, before you become a good leader. People like being around folks that they enjoy, people who have an optimistic, upbeat attitude. That's why so many people listen to you and like you, because you're always upbeat. You're energetic. You're enthusiastic. You have a good word for people. You know, think about if you had to go to work every day, hanging around somebody who is always down, has nothing but negative things to say about other people or about, you know, how, how cloudy it is as opposed to how sunny it is, even if it is raining. Personal relations are so very important, especially interpersonal skills. Getting along well with other people and respecting them, recognizing that this beautiful mosaic that we call America with so many people from different backgrounds, there is more strength in our diversity than there are things that we say will drive us apart. So recognize that. Without a question. And I tell people all the time, your network determines your net worth. Absolutely. So you've got to be willing. And I, I want to say one more point, and I, JB, you say it nicely in here. Pour into others before you want them to pour into you. And, if, if am you I right? Show, if you show an interest in them, then my gosh, they're going to show an interest in you. You will sit and listen to a person who may talk nonstop, and at the end of that conversation, they may say, wow, he's a great conversationalist when they've done most of the talking. But you know what? You've shown a good ability to listen to them and to pour into them because there's that old expression, a rising tide lifts all ships. Well, you apply that in the game of life, especially in team sports. Magic Johnson was such a great basketball player 
to use an athletic analogy because he was a superb point guard who knew the position of strength on the floor of everybody who played around him, and he set them up to look good. Everybody wanted to play with Magic, and he was that much better a ball player. They enjoyed winning that many more championships because of his unselfish play as a point guard. Oh, that's a great analogy. Then you got punctuality. Come Ooh. on, somebody. Ouch. Ooh. Hey, Willie, <laughs> and let me be the first to raise my hand loud and clear and say, Chief Culprit, that's one that your boy is still working on. But understand this, that in the business environment, again, when we, I, I use the expression that people make judgments about you, this is one of the third elements up under that, uh, that, that category, if you will, of how people make judgments about you. I've got a coworker, uh, Elizabeth, who is punctual. She is adamant about being on time. And again, it's rooted in the notion that people say, let me find out how much they respect the work environment they're in. How much do they respect me and my time? If I say the meeting starts at 830, I expect you to be here so that we can get started on time. If you know you're going to be late because of something that has hindered you early enough, you, you know well enough in advance to be able to call well in advance to say there's an unexpected situation that's, that's occurred. But didn't we learn as kids from our parents, you you leave at least an hour before you do whatever that travel time is. Give yourself at least that extra hour so that there won't be any issues like that. Again, people will determine whether or not you are dependable or reliable based on your punctuality. Woo, that's a big one. I, I, I'm, I'm hitting, hitting here, uh, trying to get myself together because I got an issue that I got to work on. My friend, our friend, JB friend, uh, you just made brought him to my mind, Ron Pemberton. Uh, both of us are good friends of Ron and and Gladys Pemberton, and Ron is a, a classic car enthusiast as you are, JB. Ron told me, Willie, you know what? When I go to the airport on my travel, I'm always there an hour in advance, and I told him, Ron, I'm working on that. I got to work as much as I travel. With you working on that. <laughs> Ron Pemberton is a perfect example. There is no stress in his life because he's there well in advance, reading the newspaper, listening to the radio, and getting caught up. I, when we've gone to classic car shows together and we've shared a hotel room, he will have all of his things neatly packed and arranged the night before in terms of what he's going to wear. He has his bowl of for the cereal sitting out already. I mean, talk about organized in military <laughs> fashion, but he is punctual, and it is wonderful to be around people who are organized like that. But do understand. Hey, even in the world of sports, I remember when Jimmy Johnson, the former great coach of the Dallas Cowboys that won two Super Bowl championships, when he went down to take over that team, when the year before they had won only one game, Willie, yeah. they were 1-15. in 15. He said, I have to change the attitude around this organization. I need to instill a culture of success. And one of the principal things will be whether or not people have a respect for time and punctuality. And he had a star linebacker on that team who was repeatedly late to his uh, film sessions. Do you know he cut that guy and got rid of him, and he said he set the tone for the rest of the team. This was not to be tolerated. Wow, wow. Work. We got, hold on, JB. We got to come back. I got to get the rest of these points. By the way, I got to make a quick announcement. JB doesn't even know this. I just got a text. JB just received a Sports Emmy nomination for Outstanding Sports Personality on a TV show. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Y'all oh, stay boy, tuned. Elizabeth, we are, quick with man, it. look, and my team is on it as well. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Willie Jolly. We got more to come. The best is yet to come. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided 
to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. You got to believe. You got to believe. Music for money-making music and motivation. And I tell you, folks, I listen to this music, even though it's my music. I listen to it every day because faith comes from hearing. I got to hear some good stuff every day, something that will inspire me. And I look and I search, and there's very little motivational music. I call it motivational music that just lifts your spirits and just says, okay, come on. You got to believe. You got to believe. You got to believe. Go out and make it happen. Don't let the problems, the challenges, the situations, the circumstances stop you. And today's guest is one. He's the author of a terrific book called The Role of a Lifetime. You know him from uh, Fox News Sports. He's uh, been all over. He just got nominated for an Emmy Award. I just got a text from my team and his team. Uh, they're talking while we're on the air, and uh, we want to congratulate him. I was at the Urban League, Urban League uh, Awards. He was uh, awarded last uh, night for a, uh, an award. I mean, just one after another. Why? Because he does the things today that others won't do, so he'll have the things tomorrow that others won't have. He's willing to do the hard work, the preparation. The, the tough, dedicated work now so he can reap the benefits later. And I'm talking about the one and only James Brown, J.B., as everybody knows him. J.B., thank you for being with us, buddy. I'm having an absolute blast being with you. I tell you what, it, it is so nice. I, I know you know the biblical expression that iron sharpens iron, and, and it is so nice to be excited and fired up. But then again, that's what you do to people. Well, I'm grateful. <laughs> I give God the glory. You know, yeah, I told you last night, we're going to give God the glory up in here today. We're going to give him the praise. Well, the next thing you have on your on your list of seven uh, secrets and successful living, uh, secret for successful living, is thirst for knowledge. Wow. You know what? I think you said, um, give me your expression again, Willie, about the neck up. <laughs> That's right. You got to look, you got to do a checkup for the neck up and you always got to be working on your thinking for the future. And you got to be a better you tomorrow than you were today. So you got to get better. Wow. Yes. Wow. Hey, Willie, so that my my way of expressing is nothing but an extension of what you just said. And going back to what my mom said, the way she worded it, what you put between your ears, people can't take away from you. What you put between your ears, people will pay you for. If they see you as being the expert, as knowledgeable in a given area or a range of uh, topics, then that is value in and of itself. So you ought to be working daily to make certain that you are a very valuable 
valuable asset to the organization that you are working with or for. So that's what I meant about thirst for hunger and knowledge. You know, people can talk about some folks maybe being innately more intelligent than others, but again, going back to that expression about uh, success is 98% perspiration, no one should outwork you. If, if you're blessed to be able to read or being taught how to read, you ought to be a voracious reader, not only of books or that which is in print or online, so that you are as knowledgeable and as well-rounded as possible, and you will always be seen as being valuable. Oh, man, I love that in the book. You talk about value, and the value imperative is so critically important. And that people, I love what you just said. Folks, I hope y'all got, he just dropped a pearl on you. He said, what you put between your ears, people will pay you for it. They will pay you for it. So you work on that. Next one was being a team player. Wow. And this is one that I know so many people might have a hard time grabbing hold of because in an environment, in a society where uh, various forms of media perpetuates a, uh, a, a shallowness, a mediocrity, if you will, that's based upon self-promotion, um, um, a selfishness, all those things, it's I, I, I. You know what? Gosh, those aren't the kind of people that you really want to be around. I've played on basketball teams, to use an example, of a guy who was a tremendous shooter. And there wasn't a shot that he had that he didn't like. But it is frustrating if you were doing all the other work. You're doing the dirty work, grabbing the rebounds, diving on the floor for loose balls, setting picks, playing tough, tenacious defense, and you happen to be open one time and you can't be given a pass to be able to score to contribute to the hole. That is frustrating. So that's an athletic example to make the point that everybody has value. The word says every joint supplies. The little finger plays as important a role in the function of the body as the big toe does. Every facet of the body, every member of the body plays an important role. So it is important to understand that and put that into execution because then you will have a happy uh, organization, a happy uh, a team, if you will, going about it. When, when I was at Fox. Uh, you know, I started out at CBS, as you mentioned at the top, uh, worked there for uh, 10 years, then went to Fox, worked 12 years there, and now back at CBS. I remember over at Fox, what let me know that this was a unique team that was going to do well. Year one, we're on the air, and the producer told us coming up in the next segment, he was going to have to trim that segment by a minute because we ran overtime in the previous segment. Terry Bradshaw, who had a golden nugget of information that he was going to share that would have made him look good, turned to Howie Long and said, look, I'm going to take myself out of this segment. Howie, here's the information that I have. You deliver it. What that said, as the quarterback of the team, as a star of that show, he was unselfish and willing to share the spotlight. That did wonders for the group as a whole, and we went on to enjoy some great success. That's what you look for. Bill Bradley wrote a book called Bill Bradley, the former senator, Bill Bradley, a great basketball player at Princeton and with the New York Knicks back in the day. He wrote a book called The Values of the Game, and he says that when he's on Capitol Hill, when he was a congressman, a senator, playing basketball with his colleagues, he could tell the kind of people they were based on how they played the game of basketball, whether he saw unselfishness and somebody not caring who scored. The final point that I'll make in underscoring that, because I can't emphasize this enough, John Wooden, the great former basketball coach at UCLA, makes the point that when you talk about a team on the basketball floor, it takes 10 hands. It takes 10 hands to score one basket. That underscores the point that there has to be teamwork and unselfishness in order to be successful and effective in scoring a basket. Woo, man, that is powerful, powerful, powerful. Last one is overcoming adversity. Into every life, the Bible says that not maybe trials and tribulations will happen. Not perhaps. The Bible says there will be trials and tribulations in the game of life. But just as adversity and handling it, it well will lead to success, you've heard all the old expressions, if you get knocked down, get back up. It's not a matter of how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. When you overcome difficulties in life, it strengthens you for the next opportunity. It gives you a solid foundation upon which to be successful because the wind and rain will beat against you in the game of life, but is can you endure, can you sustain with the right set of principles to overcome? If you've got the tried and true principles, and I would dare suggest that they are 
biblical foundational principles, they will enable you to be successful in the game of life. There's a scripture in Joshua 1, 8 that I really love talking about the word, and it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night to observe, to do according to all that is written within, that thou mayest make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have Good success. success. It didn't say success. It said good success. I'm thinking, isn't all success good? No, it isn't. There is a success that is the right kind of success where you can lay your head down at night and feel good about yourself, where you've gone about helping others to do well in their life, esteeming others above yourself. That is good success, and you will be rewarded for it as a result. That is the truth. Well, you know, the good interviews always go so fast. And again, I'm just getting started of what stuff I had marked through this book. Uh, uh, he talks about, I get, and we only got a minute left or so in this segment, but uh, I got to bring you back sometime. You, will you come back sometime, my brother? Really, Jolly, anytime <laughs> you need me, I'm there. Now, I want to give a shout-out that uh, JB will be at my church, First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, on April 17th for the men's conferences in the morning. I encourage people to come, men, to come and be a part of it. This is going to be an incredible day. you got uh, JB, you got Tony Dungy, you've got uh, Jim, Zim, Jim Zorn, and there's uh, one more person. I can't oh, yeah, The coach of the Baltimore Ravens, That's, John Harbaugh. There you go. And all the God-fearing believers who put God first. And so First Baptist on April 17th, put it on your calendar for gentlemen to come. Get the book. Go out and get a copy today. You know, I, I tell you, I I love great reading, great books, and this is one of them. It, it will inspire you, tells his story. It tells about how he got started with Petey Green. And what a great story. Uh, so many things that I just wanted to, to I'm going to have to get you back so we can go through the rest of the life lessons. But, J.B., you're a gentleman. You're a, you're a scholar. You're a godly man. I'm honored to have you as a friend, and I'm honored to have you as a. I also an associate because you know I told him offline that I need his advice on some of the things I'm doing because I'm growing in television now and and more and more uh, calls, and I need good counsel from people. And he said, you know what? Anytime. So I appreciate you, man, and God bless you, your wife, your daughter, your grandbabies, all your family, and continue to bless people with your your spirit of excellence. Hey, Willie, let me tell you something. You've been doing it for a while, and it's wonderful to see how the Lord is enlarging your territory, enlarging your territory, simply because you've been faithful in the little things, and you have been concerned about the development of others who you have poured into. So I am not surprised and just can't wait to see what he's got lined up for you next. Continue success. Thank you, my friend. Folks, JB, in the book, is called Rose. Role of a Lifetime, Reflections on Faith, Family, and Significant Living. You're listening to... Uh, you're listening to my show here at XM, and I am excited about having JB. And for sure, for sure, for sure, the best is yet to come. God bless you, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.